Welcome to the Big Unlock Podcast, your leading source of info for insights and best practices in digital health and digital transformation. Join host Patty Padmanabhan, CEO of Demo Consulting and co-author of Healthcare Digital Transformation, how technology, consumerism, and pandemic are accelerating the future in conversation with leading practitioners of healthcare and technology. This podcast is sponsored by HealthNext, the enterprise class virtual care platform from Tech Mahindra Health and Life Sciences. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. This is Patty, and it is my great privilege and honor to welcome back to this podcast Steve Miff, CEO of the Parkland Center for Clinical Innovation, or PCCI as it's called. Steve, thank you so much for setting aside the time and welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. So even though you've been on this podcast before, it's been a little while. So maybe for the benefit of our listeners, you could take a minute or two telling us who PCCI is. No, I'll be happy to, Patty. And uh, as we talked before, I have a huge passion for innovation and to use next generation analytics and technology to help serve the most vulnerable and those uh, underserved residents across our communities. And PCCI has been uh, the perfect place to make this passion a reality since uh, it is a mission-driven organization with uh, some interesting leading expertise in what I'll consider to be very practical application of both advanced data science and social determinants of health. And at PCCI, really our focus is to try to innovate and uh, we call pioneer new ways to health. And we started the department within Parkland Health and Hospital System and was spun out as an independent nonprofit organization in 2012 to not only serve the needs of Parkland, but to also pursue additional transformative initiatives that could have a broader impact. And I think the best way I can summarize what we do at, at uh, PCCI is that we believe that data, if done right, has the power to galvanize communities, inform leaders, empower people. And we also believe that clinical data only paints a partial picture of an individual and his or her specific needs. Right. So our business model focuses on cutting-edge uses of data science, social determinants of health, and that clinical uh, expertise across both clinical and community settings. Now, thank you for that introduction. And we covered some of your work in our previous podcast. Now, since then, you have uh, written a book along with uh, one of your colleagues. And the name of the book is Building Connected Communities of Care. So would you care to tell us what is a connected community of care? No, great first question, right? A connected community of care, I consider to be a local ecosystem that's comprised of health systems, payers, community-based organizations, philanthropic organizations, as well as local municipality officials, all connected by a digital technology and centered around the need of an individual to address his or her social determinants of health. And I consider the aim of a connected community of care is to improve the health, the safety, as well as the well-being of the community's most vulnerable residents, and do this in a coordinated, cost-effective, and ultimately sustainable manner. Right. And uh, in your book, which I was uh, 
were fortunate to obtain a copy of and uh, I read through it. A very, very interesting and it's a great uh, kind of a, a playbook for uh, a number of healthcare executives in different roles. And we'll come to that in a minute. But in your book, you explain in great detail how to build this community of care, this ecosystem that you referred to of different participants in an individual's care, especially those who are underserved, vulnerable populations. And this is obviously particularly relevant in the context of the pandemic. You're based in Dallas, Texas, and Dallas has, Texas has seen a surge, and I'm not sure about your particular area, but how have the core themes in your book helped in responding to the pandemic? I know the book came out a little bit before the pandemic, but it felt like a lot of those themes were still probably very, very applicable in the context of the pandemic. Do you want to share a little bit of that? Now I'll be happy to. And I think uh, we've been fortunate that we've been on uh, this journey in Dallas for the last uh, six plus years. And we've realized that having a connected community of care in the midst of a pandemic is more important than ever. And as I reflect back, Patty, I think there are three key themes that um, we've been leveraging this uh, here locally as we've been trying to help provide insight and connect uh, individuals to better manage the pandemic. One is targeting. And one of the first things that we've done is be able to bring social determinants of health data that we've had through the connected communities of care with the clinical data and other demographic information and mobility information in this case and build a a COVID vulnerability index. And that has been instrumental to give us a very direct and tangible way to understand where individuals across the community are. They are most vulnerable for not only contacting the, the disease, but also displaying symptoms that require more advanced interventions. So we've been able to use that to work with uh, community-based organizations, local government leaders, and several large health systems across the Dallas Metroplex to quickly assemble not only the data, but use that to identify and hotspot neighborhood specific locations where the virus is having a disproportionate impact on the residents and be able to really inform where testing should be done, both physical locations as well as mobile testing, doing a way that not only meets those needs, but it's also very accessible by those that might uh, lack transportation or have difficulty getting to the more traditional points of access. So I think that that's a, a, that's a key first component, that targeting piece. Number two is the communication. And the value of the connected communities of care communication network is to link the healthcare providers and CBOs, and that cannot be underestimated, as it represents a highly effective and efficient mechanism to disseminate information, particularly information that requires both clinical information, requires a specific uh, element about the the, uh, at-risk population. And we've seen firsthand that communications delivered to community residents through familiar entities, whether it's a food pantry, it's a homeless shelter, a place of worship, are much more effective than community-wide public information campaigns broadcast via the radio or television. They all play a role, but similar to targeting and understanding where resources are needed, targeting messaging 
AMA-specific community residents, in this case, have been tested positive for COVID-19 or are living in close proximity to other individuals uh, previously diagnosed, much more effective when the communication is done via uh, those known entities in the community. So having already an established relationship via connected community has proven to be very beneficial. And the third one is truly connecting services. And one of the first things that we've always considered to be really important as part of a connected community in the technology piece is to have that um, up-to-date referral directory of who's offering services where, what type of services, who's eligible to receive those services. And as the pandemic started, we've realized that those referral directories need to almost be updated on a daily basis for them to have the right information because not only the supply of food or other services was becoming challenging, but the volunteers that a lot of the community-based organizations were previously heavily relying on were not able to either or willing to continue to participate. So the hours have changed, the availability of resources uh, constantly changes. So having an established connected community and an ecosystem to be able to update those referral directories real time became a very important component of managing this on an um, uh, ongoing basis. So it sounds to me like for all these years, you have basically been preparing for the pandemic in many ways, because it sounds to me like you were ready when the pandemic hit. You had the information on your communities, where to reach them, who they are. You had the partnerships with the CBOs or community-based organizations who could reach out to them. And you had the technology, you have the technology infrastructure that could quickly identify at-risk individuals or populations. Now, were you able to enhance the value of this platform or this uh, service, uh, this community that you've built by additional partnerships, uh, like maybe public health agencies for maybe launching contact tracing as an example, Were you able to turn on those kinds of things as a consequence of the pandemic? Did you have to make any changes to the platform? So we did. Fortunately, um, we built a platform to be robust enough to be able to manage these very specific, not only personal information, but be able to manage uh, health information. And that, I think, is a very critical component to it because we're able to really quickly create data sharing and partnerships with the local health department. And that's something that obviously was a, uh, an important piece before, but became uh, a critical component during the, during the pandemic. And the ability to integrate and merge PHI data with other factors is something that was very important. I yeah. think, Patty, as, you, as I think about the technology aspect itself, There are several things that are important. One, not only what I've talked about, that ability to integrate and bring healthcare data with other social determinants of health data, that requires a level of security that's really important to be HIPAA compliant, multi-factor security, et cetera. But also it requires how you deploy it because you have to be able to deploy it rapidly And for it to be cloud-based, accessible anywhere where you get an internet, that's something that uh, I think is really important. 
and also minimize the onboarding process. And that's something that uh, our partners uh, at Pieces, who are managing this on an ongoing basis, also uh, deployed a web-based uh, opportunity for organizations, community-based organizations, to be able to, uh, through the right licensing, download this really quickly and become part of the connected uh, ecosystem. So I think those are just a couple of the key elements that have proven to be very important as the pandemic uh, has played out. Now, in your book, you basically lay out the different phases of setting up a connected community of care as a six-step process. And uh, it includes a number of things. It includes a legal framework. It includes governance and so on. Obviously, you know, one of the tracks is the technology track, which is something that uh, PCCI has invested heavily in. And if I look at it, you know, if I read through the chapter, basically the technology track has two components. There's a data component to it, and then there's the underlying infrastructure component to it. So the data and the analytics. As you mentioned, you've been, you spent a long time kind of building up the platform and so on. Did you develop any new algorithms or capabilities specifically in response to the pandemic? Yeah, so uh, Patty, a couple of points. One, I'm very happy to share with you and your listeners that we received news that our patent application for our uh, uh, SDOH case management technology has been uh, approved. And I believe this is the, the, the first patent for this type of a system in the space. So it's kind of nice that they came together right with the release uh, of the book, but I think that's another uh, important development in, in sort of this, this journey, as you mentioned, that, that we started a, a while back. I think the few key things that um, have been really relevant during COVID are not only the front-end technology itself and that integration with electronic medical systems such as EPIC, so the technology uh, now is on the app orchard. So that level of integration, I think, is really important uh, on how do you connect to the uh, to the providers. I think that the second one I mentioned briefly was the ability to uh, be cloud-based and download this uh, for quick onboarding, particularly on the community side. And the third factor that I would mention is the ability to have this multi-levels of consent, because ultimately... Consent needs to reside in the hands of the individuals that we're trying to help. Right. But giving those individuals multiple ways to opt in, anywhere from just sharing basic demographic information all the way to be able to share inform- sensitive information, whether it's around the safety and domestic abuse or around the very specific uh, comorbid conditions. That is something that I think it's a pretty critically important as this. And we've seen those three have a measurable impact in our ability to actually use this technology during this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very interesting. And first of all, congratulations on the patent. That is uh, great news and uh, all the very best with that. Now, let's, let's talk a little bit about the community partners themselves, right? Now, you've gone out and built this fantastic platform. You've got the uh, governance in place. You've got the uh, data constant rights and all of the good stuff that you've put in place. What kind of enablement do your partners need to participate effectively in this connected care ecosystem. Can you give us a couple of examples of uh, some of the typical challenges that you've had to overcome? I hear, for instance, 
about the digital divide where, you know, you might have the technology, but your communities may not be technologically ready to accept it for whatever reason, either bandwidth or lack of access to devices, so on and so forth. So tell us a little bit about a couple of challenges that you have had to overcome to build this community of care. Patty, you're so right, and that's why sort of as we structured the, the, the book, technology uh, was one of six chapters. And while it's a critical enabler by itself, you're right, it cannot uh, solve for everything. So all the other components, and I would say probably one of the, the most important one is the, uh, the, the governance upfront to be able to establish some of those specific um, areas of how, how data is being shared also to establish uh, how consent and some of the other things that we've talked about. But equally then, some of the other factors, and one of them being the community workflow is so important. So we can help those organizations, those community-based organizations, figure out how do they weave this in within the processes that already have and they're working on and needing to comply with to be able to demonstrate the effectiveness and the value that they bring to those that uh, fund their operations. Right. So I think that there are actually a couple of different things that are really important. One is the, the building of the capacity. Just because we, we're able to provide a community-based organization with the technology doesn't mean necessarily that they can uh, use it to its full effectiveness. So I think building their own capacity, not only how to use the technology, to weave that in within their workflows, but constantly provide ongoing training because oftentimes they have quite a bit of turnover because they rely on on volunteers. Those pieces become very important in this journey. Number two, I think important to really help them, again, this kind of goes into the capacity building to define and measure and use the, the, the back-end reporting pieces of the technology so they can measure their outcomes that are important. And in this case, for most of them, is the social outcome measures that become really important. Things such as time to you know, help somebody to obtain stable housing. So return mm-hmm. to shelters, reduce rates, meet requirements to maintain housing assignments in transitional care units, et cetera or documentation of a food insecure client's visit to a food pantry partner and um, you know, adequate food provided to obtain uh, that food. So those things are really concurrently important on how they can use the technology to do some of their social outcome measures and how they can actually report on the impact they're having. And then one of the other things is, uh, you know, it's not just the front-end technology itself, but uh, that back-end digital data environment, you need to be able to enable them to provide you with the information in whichever way they can. And oftentimes we talk about APIs and fire APIs and all the sexy new things to integrate. Well, in this case is is be able to just ingest a a spreadsheet. So you kind of have to have that flexibility to be able to meet them where they are. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to make technology more complicated than it has to be. And uh, yeah, we all like talking about fire APIs and so on. But hey, spreadsheet can do a lot of good on its own. Well, you know, That's exactly don't just right. use it. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with using a spreadsheet. <laughs> so, Steve, you know, you wrote this book uh, and uh, it was published just before the pandemic hit. If you had the opportunity to release this book today, what would have changed in the book? 
So I don't think much would have uh, changed, uh, Patty. The message to me remains the same, that this is a complex multi-year journey. And if you wait for pandemic to start, for that particular pandemic, you're probably late. So you need to start now with a focus on how do I manage beyond the pandemic? Certainly it would help uh, during the current situation, but you need to do it because you're looking ahead. And what, one of the things that forced us to go back and, and worked our own journey is the need to, to really start with a readiness assessment to build a plan before you even jump both feet in to build a connected community uh, of care. And you cannot stand up a fully functional and broadly deployed uh, connected community overnight. And given all the other urgent priorities during a pandemic or natural disaster, you start. You need to start doing this now for the next uh, the next need. And each market is different, and there are likely elements that can be leveraged. There are many things that I would say define the market's maturity. Things such as the access to the social economic data, the willingness and ability of organizations to collaborate what and how the local incentives are structured, what is the maturity of the community-based organizations and how aggregated or distributed they are throughout the community. So first, you need to sort of answer a few critical questions around, are you ready? Meaning the entity that's taking this on for the community, how ready are you? Is your community ready? And who do we need to work with first to start this and how? And then what's so the, the, the measurement framework and what's the sustainability plan? Because it's not just getting it started, but then how do you sustain it over time? So not yeah. only sort of thinking about that, that front-end component, but the other thing that it forces us to sort of just uh, take a step back and think about is, building and deploying it, what are the top three things that you need to consider? And, you know, I mentioned that this is being multifactorial, multidimensional. It's people, it's processes, it's technology. And one of the, the new entities into this equation with COVID has been the public health department, and they need to be an integral part of it. Number two is, you know, engagement is complex. You have new, diverse organizations that are involved. Many are small. Many are volunteer-based. The current challenge is how do you do this also virtually? And you do need to rely on, on the broad technology more than you have in the past. And how do you actually manage through staff shortages? As I mentioned, a lot of the community-based organizations, their model is to rely on volunteers. And how do you manage uh, and enable them to manage through that? And finally, the, you know, technology and data is, is essential. It's an enabler. And you need to be able to integrate and manage PHI, not just social determinants of, of health. So that's why that upfront governance for the data decision, data use rights, data sharing, the workflows is uh, so critically important. Yeah. I have to tell you, the, the book has so much for so many different types of uh, executives in, within the healthcare ecosystem, regardless of which part of the spectrum you're on, you know, whether you're in a private sector, public sector, whether you're on the technology side or on the administrative side or even on the clinical side, there is something in the book for everyone. And, uh, you know, with your permission, I'm going to borrow uh, some of those ideas in your book for my own work <laughs> because there's just so much there that you've, 
you've put into it. And uh, I would strongly recommend anyone listening to this podcast to, to pick up a copy and uh, listen to it. Well, you know, you mentioned something about whether the pandemic has changed your views on what would have gone into the book. As you know, I'm coming out with my second book, uh, which is co-authored with Ned Marks. It's on healthcare digital transformation. We did see a big change as far as the pace of acceleration of uh, digital transformation, especially the adoption rate of telehealth and virtual care models and the shift towards those models accelerate in the immediate wake of the pandemic. And our book was going to come out uh, in, in Q2. And, you know, we we had the opportunity to put in some of our uh, observations on what we saw happening in the immediate wake of the pandemic. But anyway, Steve, unfortunately, we are at the end of our time here and we have to leave it there. But thank you so much for coming on this podcast uh, one more time. And uh, for those listening, Steve's book is uh, Building Connected Communities of Care. And it's absolutely, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a real hands-on playbook for anyone in the space trying to... Uh, drive change by using technology. Thank you again, Steve. Look forward to speaking with you soon. Harry, thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you uh, to uh, all your audience uh, for the opportunity. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We invite you to subscribe to our weekly newsletter, The Healthcare Digital Transformation Leader. Write to us at info at thebigunlock.com with your feedback and questions.